Roll for Romance is a podcast featuring four friends thirsty for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance. I'm your DM, Emily, and today with me, I have my three incredible adventurers. Okay, I don't know why I did that. Uh, We're once more consulting the romance angels. We may move on to something else, but for today, it is once again, the angels are going to read our romantic futures. Let us start with Sarah, and this can be for either Lanny or Sarah or both. Yeah, hi. Um, for both, both, this is a tough card because it says flirt. Extend your lighthearted energy to others. Lighthearted energy. Yes, Lanny can be uh-huh. flirty though. Yeah, no, I can definitely be flirty too. In fact, I actually flirt a lot, but a lot of it is like ironic flirting. Yeah. <laughs> like ironic flirting. Hey, hey, girl. Des, what about you? Oh, mine is very good for me and Hilrana, because we're both awful people. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Emily's dying now. Okay. Is love yourself first. Perfect. Nice. Your self-respect makes you more romantically attractive. Hey, that's true, though. I like that a lot. That's definitely true. I love myself. Good. Good. So yeah. good. You're an incredible person. I love myself all night long. Oh my. <laughs> anyway. All night. I need to get sleep. All night is a long time. <laughs> right? Before you be sore or something. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. All those songs, I'm like, I can't. That, that, oh. That's too long. Gotta get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or else I'm going to be real mad tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, I hope this is true for both Ferris and myself. This could be the one. You've already met the romantic partner you seek. Holy wow. shit. Unfortunately, you probably know a lot of people, so it could yeah. be. Yeah, I do know a lot of people. Maybe it could be one of our listeners in Denmark. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Denmark. Yeah, your Danish fans. <laughs> Incredible. Hit, hit Holly up. She's at uh, Ferris Divine on Twitter. <laughs> Shout out Get to Denmark. Those, those DMs. <laughs> now, I really have been absolutely fascinated that Denmark is now what our fourth. Yeah. They were number two str- for a, a while. Strong then. listenership in Denmark. Yeah. How you about want, your girl, Denmark? You're falling behind, Denmark, though. You gotta, gotta catch get up. some more yeah. listeners. <laughs> so, for me, your friend, Emily. Your yes. enemy. <laughs> I'm starting to think you might be a sinful with the way you're talking, though. Mine is to keep an open mind. Your soulmate may differ from your usual type and expectation. Giant crab. Giant crab person. Look, if that's that where you find love, that's type. fine. Yeah, I don't really have a specific type. It's not a sexy crab. <laughs> I mean, I do love sexy crabs, but it's telling you to keep an open mind and True. stay away from them. So, or not, it doesn't say to stay away. <laughs> 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 
goodness. I'm Holly sorry. is just, <laughs> part of, just destroying the <laughs> setup over there. If you learn nothing from right, so what this prophecy, do not <laughs> go for the sexy crab people. Well, let's see. My card said I probably already know. My soulmate. You know, and you guys says, keep coming up with cards that say you should be together. I think I we know. should just. Yeah. So you definitely need to lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Slithers, will you be a dear and get some new items out of the stockroom to replace what those charming adventurers purchased? I need to make sure I noted out that the Aladrin borrowed some of my tomes. That buy to get admission to the social club really is a hit. Always a good day when I make extra sales and find a romantic literature aficionados. Thank you, my sweet. You can leave those potions on the counter. A shame, really, about Greg's daughter, though. He really needs to start being a bit less careless. Putting her in danger and making her clean up his mess is very sloppy business practice. I hope that Miss Sparks has the ruby they lost and let them live. I'd hate to lose new customers so soon. Plus, I do want to know what they think of Kiss of Fire. So very, very quick recap. Last time we had a little bit of a wild goose chase because Hilrana's dad informed her that he had a ruby that he was supposed to make into some jewelry for someone and he totally forgot about it, lost it in a bet. Whoever they lost it in a bet to gave it to somebody else, so on and so forth. It ended up being with Luke Bloodworth, the sexy blonde man that they've met before. But the whole reason why they need to find this ruby is because people are trying to kidnap and maybe take out the price in blood from Hilrana and company. That's cool. But the fun result of this is that Luke had sent this stone as a birthday present for his uncle's girlfriend's birthday party, which is a lot of words to say. (laughs) (laughs) And he ended up inviting Hilrana to come with him to try to get the stone back as his guest for the party. And as an added benefit for Ferris, uninvited Adonis. The next morning, he said he would come pick you up. What are you guys doing to prep, if anything? Well, I already have some clothes that make me look like a servant. The performance outfit that I wear doesn't look too different than like a servant's uniform, depending on the occasion. So I'll just pack a bunch of those. So I'm going to look slightly more boring than normal. And I'm going to turn into a girl. Incredible. What season are you? You know, I hadn't picked. Let's say winter. I haven't done that yet. So I have silver hair and violet eyes. Ooh. Sounds beautiful. Like a girl Severoth. Yeah. My dreams. Right? Emily's type is girl Severoth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, without context, uh, Ferris is also going to have some costumes that resemble <laughs> a servant's uniform and she has delicious big beautiful auburn hair oh very is it nice. a maid's uniform oh yes <laughs> nice incredible <laughs> yes the little black and white one with mm-hmm. them and she's got a little feather duster right so you're wearing a french maid uniform you're wearing, <laughs> you're wearing something drab yeah well hilrana is just going to get ready for this party and she's going to wear a, a very slinky like gossamer, almost see-through sparkly gown. 
Incredible. Ooh. So I should inform you, and I did not inform you last time, but this is going to take three days oh. to get to. Okay, well, that's what I'm bringing the, for the thing. Party. Yes, perfect. Yeah, so we can have a good glimpse of what you're maybe trying it on for people with all of your stuff packed up with your disguises on getting ready for the carriage ride luke and his carriage pulls up to greg's house and he steps out and says it is a pleasure to see you in rama and i see that you have brought some servants yes these are my servants they'll be joining me make deception checks for me my beautiful servants oh natural 20 hell yeah Defin definitely not ferris i got a <laughs> 24 <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't bat an eye. At you. He just nods. He doesn't re seem to recognize either of you at all. Nice. High five. Which is very odd. But for you, for Lanny, it makes sense. It is going to be a few days travel, so I hope that you brought maybe something to read. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We brought our copy of... Oh, yeah. We did. The new Ev Evangeline Sparks Kiss of Fire. You all brought your copies, right, for the of, book club? Of course. Of course. You two are reading Kiss of Fire. Oh, yes. It's very good. I've yet to read it, but I will bust out my copy as well. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Maybe we could uh, meet up later and talk about it. All right. Well, I have two carriages because you are bringing extra servants with you. So you can get into the carriage and you head off through the city. Is there anything that you particularly want to do? While you are, are traveling the first day. I'm going to stop for snacks. Okay, you stop for snacks. Make an investigation check. <laughs> Fantasy sheets. <laughs> Fantasy sheets. I got a 17. Okay, the weather today is beautiful. It is a beautiful, I guess, probably spring-ish day. The majority of the first day is spent going down the mountain from the city of Mirador that it is sitting at the top of, down through into the valley and at the bottom of this large mountain. There is, in fact, a roadside inn, tavern, and a little shop with bits of souvenirs. Like, I went to Mirador and I got this for people who like are going by and want to pretend that maybe they went or are too cheap to go so yeah it's got some of that good stuff and with your uh 17 you got uh, it would be you can get a good amount of snacks mm, snacks for everyone is anybody else looking for anything on this roadside stop no okay incredible this i'm is just gonna early. like peruse the the tchotchkes but not get anything Oh, okay. The the person who's running the store looks really hopeful that you're looking at them, but oh. then but then is like, oh, okay, and head on out. The carriages continue to caravan. You stop for the night at a a roadside inn that is a little roadhouse. bit nicer than the roadhouse. <laughs> you go to a roadhouse. Patrick Swayze's there. There's a rumble. We're gonna rumble. Let's go. <laughs> So you stop when it, uh, the sun begins to set and it gets a little bit later into the night and stay for the evening at this one roadside inn. Somebody give me a name for it. Roadhouse. 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 This one is very aptly named the Roadhouse. It's very wild in here. And Luke, as he enters, is like, I did not expect this to be as rowdy as it is. From the reviews that I read, I heard it was more chill. Oh, no, no, no. They're all actors. See, this is a place where more well-to-do people can go and live out their fantasies of going to a rough-and-tumble type bar without the actual danger. That is incredible. It is. So, if you want to go fight somebody or whatever, it's going to be a fun night. Oh, my 
like, I suppose I will fight someone. And he, he goes off into the crowd and just punches someone in the face. Oh yeah! He gets into a fist fight, so I'm going to see how he does. He'll run up, is that true? Yes, did a really true. Good I just job. made it up, and it's true, though. It is true. I have... Okay. I have, I've created it. I if Emily allows, that. No, that yeah, is. I'm going with it. I love it. So yes, you, you see him get into a fist fight. Not actually anybody really getting in. No, in it's, any kind this of is pain. just for people that really want to like. It's just fun. Yes, like, they live in that we, fantasy. What life. are you guys doing at the Roadhouse? So we're LARPing as adventurers, even though we're adventurers. Yeah. You're like, but, oh, no, what's no, no, she no, doing no, with no, my guy? No, <laughs> see, you're LARPing as Poor adventurers. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I'm into it. Let's do it. Get me one of those ales. You hear from across the room from a woman who is wearing an incredibly fancy outfit, but like it looks like she got like a poor, a quote unquote poor person adventurer outfit made, but it's made out of like the best fabric. It was obviously it's just been like kind of scruffed yeah, up exactly. like you would do like a co- uh age of cosplay costume intentionally distressed yes. it's taste tastefully distressed yes and very fashionable chadley goes up to somebody and like just knocks their drink out of their hand <gasps> incredible uh, make an intimidation <laughs> okay i'll make an intimidation check for chadley that's not very good because he is a very small squirrel but they do get into the one guy is not intimidated he's like come here you Let's have a drink. Chadley picks his pocket during this. <laughs> okay, I'll make a slight hand check for Chadley. Just barely, he's able to get it. There's a couple tense moments that you see of like Chadley's paw shaking as it as it's trying to pull whatever is in this guy's pocket. But anyone who has a high enough passive insight can tell that this guy is only pretending that he doesn't know that his pick- pocket is being ah, picked. Wow. But he's just a really good it's all actor. Part of the fun. Yeah, it's part of the fun. I'm gonna chat up this lady who's dressed up as an adventurer. <laughs> This rich lady. Hey, well, what do you want? Oh, I was just wondering how how you're going. <laughs> I am going so great. Fetch me an ale. I don't work here. <laughs> oh, well, you look like it. Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry, was that not polite? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> that was uh, great. Uh, 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 do you want to fight about it? Yeah, let's fight. All right. (laughs) Kind of a little bit taken aback and and pulls out like a a prop dagger. Nice. He's like, let's let's fight. And then the people are start chanting like from at the bar that work. They're like, fight, 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 fight. I'm gonna roll performance. Uh, Okay, I got 27 for my fake fight. Oh shit! So I like kick her knife out of her hand, but I don't hurt her. Man, she holds her own. It's impressive. Only the fact that you are a trained performer is that the reason why you best her in this nice. fake knife fight. But you have a great time. And at the end, Wonderful. she actually ends up tipping you a gold because she thinks that you're one of the actors. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Not correcting her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Farewell. That, that was really fun. I'm going to go. So let's see. For one gold, Lainey will move a dumpster and pretend to fight <laughs> another woman. <laughs> I'll do a lot for Let's be honest. Is anybody else doing anything at the roadhouse before we fade to the next day of travel? Hilrana wants to try to convince Lanny to start singing rowdy pub songs and get everybody. I can definitely fiddle (laughs) and sing some rowdy pub songs. Yes. 
I wish I had some real pub songs to sing. (laughs) Pub songs. (laughs) Singing rowdy pub songs. Singing rowdy pub songs. Singing rowdy pub songs. (laughs) 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 Good advantage for the (laughs) huff. Okay, so these are not as good, but it, it is an 18 total. Oh, so that's, that's that's pretty good. Plenty. Your audience is drunk, though. So yeah, I think. so it doesn't really matter how good your, it is. Your audience is split between noble, <laughs> noble people looking for to be entertained, so they think it's legitimate, and uh-huh. then paid actors. <laughs> so they're like, like what? appreciate it. We love this. <laughs> Such authenticity. Ferris, <laughs> you doing anything? Um, Ferris probably would, I don't know. I think she'd find this all very amusing. Okay. So she's probably gone to the bar and is just watching everything and quietly chuckling to herself that this is absolutely ridiculous. What is everybody's passive perception? And the bartender passive. looks like Patrick Swayze. Yes, 100%. And that's another reason why she's at the bar. Yeah. Mine's 12. Oh, there 11. Okay. 11. 14. Okay. So any, everybody else is pretty wrapped up in what they're doing with the pub song, the flirting with Patrick Swayze bartender. Uh, he'll run it. You do happen to catch out of the corner of your eye, Luke having a uh, more hushed conversation with one of the people that you would guess is somebody that works there. And they head out through the back door. That's it. That's all you notice. All right. So the person he's talking to went out the back door? The two or of them go together of out the back door. That's just something you notice. Okay. It's not like he was like, I'm being suspicious and now I'm going outside. You just notice that interaction. <laughs> I love that idea. I'm being suspicious. Hey, and now would, I'm going outside. That was, see, that, that's the only thing that stood out to you, though, is that it wasn't played up like that because this is a fake place. So you get the sense that it might be a more genuine reason for needing to go outside with this person. In like a nefarious way? No, you don't know. You can't read into that with your passive wisdom insight type of thing. Because okay, um, I feel like Hilrana would just assume they're going to go make out. Yeah, that's a, a good assumption. Yeah. It could be a bunch of different things, but it didn't seem like you, either of them were meant each other harm. All right. Anyway, so you note that next day of travel, you head out from the roadhouse a little bit wistfully watching more of the roadhouse experience. Yeah, I feel like I've made a couple pen pals. Me and Chadley met some people. Yeah, definitely. Chadley stayed up all night. Chadley's going to sleep the entire day. Aw, little squirrel. Will he sleep in my lap all curled up? Of you? course Aww, he will. Chadley. I'm just going to pet him, Chadley. I want a squirrel. I'm going to roll for the weather. The weather is not as sunny today, but um, nothing particularly notable or exciting. It's a bit overcast, but still pleasant enough of a temperature. You can open up the windows to the carriage to get a little bit of fresh air circulating, but it's a fairly uneventful trip, this part of the leg of things. It's a lot of farmland, very flat, not a whole lot going on that you can see. Somebody roll a d4 for me. D4. One. As you are traveling, you do see after hours and hours of just nothing in the road on the horizon is a cart that looks like it has been tipped over. And there is a dragonborn man yelling at something behind that's being obscured by the cart. And the carriages start to slow down as you get closer to it. Is there a window that we can look out of or like reach our yeah, head out of? Yeah, there are side windows uh, that that you could look out of. Yeah, I'm going to try and like poke my head out to get a better look at what's happening. Yeah, make a perception check. Got a 10 total. Pretty much what I described. Yeah. The only other thing that I would say is it's not like the road is lined with a bunch of trees or 
other features that like other things could be hiding in. It's pretty much open except for this guy okay. in the cart. I want to see what's up. Cool. You get out? Yes. As you get closer, you hear the words of this. Well, actually, you don't understand what they're saying unless you speak draconic. Do you speak draconic? No. Okay. So you I don't either, but I'm going to go with yeah. uh, Helrana. So you just hear like frustrated yells and gesturing behind the cart that is tipped over. It looks like the cart itself is pulled by maybe one animal and you can see that a couple of trinkets have fallen out of it. It looks like maybe this person is transporting souvenirs because I can't think of anything else. Yeah. It's a traveling souvenir shop for all of Claudia. Cool. Very, very lucrative business. <laughs> Souvenirs are like, it's number three export. You see a souvenir for the roadhouse and one for, (laughs) I went to Mirador and all I got was this crappy keychain. Nice. So as you get closer, you can go around the side of the cart and see that, in fact, this dragonborn is yelling, not yelling, but frustratedly speaking in saying something to a very ancient looking donkey who's just kind of curled up on the ground blinking at him very sleepily. Aww. Oh, no. <laughs> and he, sees, he sees you approach and he, he switches to common and says, great, I didn't think people were going to travel. It's been hours. People haven't come by in, in hours. You're the first people I've seen. Can you help me? Oh, what seems to be the problem? Well, and he gestures down to the donkey and he's like, oh, old Bean isn't what he used to be and he keeps falling asleep and I don't know why. Poor thing. Hilrana cast Speak with Animals. Incredible. So you cast Speak with Animals. What are you doing, Ferris? What am I doing? I'm just watching. Okay. Are you go- Did you get out of the carriage or are you staying in the carriage? Yeah, I'm staying in the carriage. So what do you say to Old Bean? Hey, hey, Old Bean, is it? How are you? What's going on? <sighs> oh, hey. I'm so just real tired. Oh, this, this seems like a nice sunny spot to take a nap, don't you think? You want to take a nap? I agree, it is a lovely spot to take a nap. Unfortunately, you've got a job to do. <sighs> no, I'm yawning for real. Okay, let me get up. He, he kind of blinks a little bit and then he just starts to fall asleep. <laughs> oh no, can I uh, do a medicine check on him? Sure, yeah. Just to see if he's just sleepy or maybe Can I he has, assist? To of course. Give. He has like chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16. You know what? You're right on the money that Old Bean has some issues with maybe not chronic fatigue, but you get the sense that Old Bean has not been sleeping well. And that is why Old Bean has is sleeping, is wanting to sleep now. He has donkey insomnia. Oh no. Yes. It's just, it's just hard to stay awake. Is there a cure for donksomnia? Um, Let's give him some make a Make an animal handling check. Seven? <laughs> animal handling is the thing I'm best at. And I got a seven. Okay. Oh, wait. No, because I rolled a nat one. Oh, yeah. It's, that's a nat one. You're like, you could give it something that's going to jazz it up. <laughs> give That'll be great. coffee. Give this old donkey <laughs> no. a bunch of stimulants. Chadley, dear, do you have any of those uppers from that party? <laughs> oh, I, Are you sure that that's... He pulls out a big pouch of them and dumps them on the ground near oh, the donkey. I'm not entirely sure that that wouldn't kill the donkey. 
Are you giving drugs to No, I, I don't. I don't think we ought to. It's medicine. Chadley, do you know the dosage for a donkey? <laughs> Chadley will make a roll medicine check for stimulants for an old donkey. <laughs> got a three so he just shoves a whole oh, big geez. pile of them over no, the donkey the no, donkey no, is not no, eating no. them okay. you can intervene all right i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be like let's not um i think he just needs some time to rest Hilrana turns to the dragonborn man oh excuse me what is your name sir was that the dragonborn yawning or was that no, emily that was emily yawning okay. but also being the donkey my name's graphlix yeah i'm just a traveling souvenir salesman uh, he got a little sleepy he decided to take a nap my cart tipped over and i would try to pull off the road at least but I'm not strong enough to move it. And how long have you been traveling? I've been on the road for, I would say, at least four or five days. And has the donkey rested during that time? I think so. He, I mean, have we you go. St- I put him to bed every night. I sing him his bedtime song. Oh, and and he seems oh. like he goes to sleep, but I'm sleeping too. So I, I, have, I don't monitor that. Well, I spoke with him and he said he's not been sleeping well at night. Oh, Bean, what the heck, buddy? Why didn't you wake me up? Old Bean looks at him, and you hear Old Bean say, you all just hear donkey sounds. I didn't want to disappoint you. And I, I re- anything you say as a donkey, I relay back to the guy, okay, so we don't have to. And the guy, the dragonborn, sheds a little tear. He's like, just, Old Bean, you could never be a disappointment. Come on, buddy, let's let's get you off the road. We can, we can, don't take those drugs. Uh, don't, don't take those drugs. Let's get, can you, can you all help me get him off the road in the cart so at least you can pass? I hate to be an inconvenience. Of course, I can give you no, one free fine. souvenir. Ferris will get out and help. Okay, so you get out. Um, Luke will also get out and help move the cart. I think with everybody's combined strength, it's not a problem. And gently move old Bean. He stands up and will move over. It's not like he can't move. He's just... Very tired. Very, tired. very From, old and tired, just very, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to Old Bean the most out of any yeah. characters. Uh, yes. Old Bean is a mood. <laughs> yeah. Grafflix will make like a nice little nest or a padded area for, for Old Bean to go lie down. And he, he gets out a, a worn blanket and lays it over Old Bean Aww. and starts singing him a song. And he's like, buddy, what else can I do, though, to help you sleep at night? And old Bean says in Donkey, which you can interpret. Um, maybe something like a bedtime snack. You have solved the old my old Bean puzzle. The old Bean <laughs> puzzle. The puzzle. <laughs> I want to ask old Bean if he's been having any strange dreams. When I sleep during the days, pretty normal. At night, I just don't sleep. Do you want any? I can give you one free souvenir. No, that's okay. <laughs> Chadley takes one, though. Okay, what does Chadley take? Chadley will take one of the souvenirs that says, like, Mirador, and it's a bottle opener. Yeah, that makes, that tracks. So you travel for until later in the evening. You again stop at the next roadside inn. This one is unfortunately not the roadhouse. Does somebody else want to give it a name, but not an elaborate theme so we can move on? (laughs) (laughs) I like the elaborate theme. I do like the elaborate theme. I do. I love it. Purple monkey. The purple monkey. That sounds Um, fun, though. So the purple monkey seems like it's going to be really exciting from the outside. The building is painted in this vibrant purple color, and it has this golden monkey hanging from the the signpost outside. You get inside. It's super boring. I feel like it sells a lot of incense and like tie-dye t-shirts. Yeah, it has some tie-dye t-shirts or whatever the equivalent of a (laughs) t-shirt. Tie-dye doublets. Tie-dye tabards. Tie-dye tabards. All of it not very well made. Make an insight check if you want to. You don't have to. 
It is a 10. I got a 10 also. Wow. 10. Oh, oh, that's weird. 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Oh, you guys. The, Something is weird about no. this. You don't get any weird vibes. You just don't get any special insight into why this place is the way it is. So you get rooms for the night. You've had to share the room with your ladies in waiting, and Lucas had a separate room. Once again, I think, let me see if you notice anything. Chadley weird. tries to insist he needs his own room. Uh, Luke is like, I'm, I, I'm sorry, but I cannot purchase another room for your squirrel. You don't notice anything this night, anything particularly strange about the goings and comings of the day. Next day, third day, final day of travel until you get to, Luke will tell you as you've had some downtime with each other that this will be the third day of the trip. You will spend the night in Serlin, which is the name of the town that is outside the Serlin woods where his uncle's manor is located. And you'll spend the night there. He's going to actually go back to the manor just check in on things, see how things are going. And then the next night will be the birthday party itself. So he'll have somebody come pick you guys up for when it's time for the birthday party. So like, as we're talking to him, do we get any idea of like, what's his deal? What's he like? Getting a vibe from Luke. That's a great point. Is there anything in particular you would like to, as you're traveling, have talked about with Luke? I want to ask Luke about his childhood. Well, I grew up at my uncle's manor, the Bloodworth Manor. I've lived there pretty much all of my life, but um, I, this was my first time in Mirador and um, it was boring, you know. Woods, a small town. Everyone's pretty nice. A little bit more old-fashioned, but I suppose a fairly normal childhood. Helvana regrets asking him about his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, a normal childhood. What am I going to do with that? Oh man. <laughs> my my uncle did have um, a number of uh, he, he has parties every once in a while and, but uh, as a child I was not invited to them. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be the one talking yeah. to him yeah. because we're still servants. And what and what was your childhood about? I mean not about. What was your childhood? About? <laughs> what was your childhood about, man? <laughs> you know, it was normal childhood. Living outside in the forest, climbing trees. We both have the woods in common. Oh, yes. Uh, we didn't live in a manor, though. We, oh. But uh, it was still wonderful, I think. You know, sometimes, you know, as you get older, I don't really remember as much. I completely relate to you. That That is honestly why I was like, my childhood was normal, because I, I don't have any incredibly strong memories of it. I mean, I remember what happened, but it was fairly boring. It sounds pretty boring. It was. I was <laughs> As you can undoubtedly understand, when I came to Mirador, it was... Yes. A delight. And I met so many delights. Ferris is going to pass a note to Horana that says, Ask him about Adonis. Oh, how did you meet Adonis? Oh, Adonis, yes. Um, I met him at the Beholder. Soma took me there and on my first night after the wedding, and we had a fun time. Adonis was quite captivating with his performances, and so I, I was a voices. bit smitten by his very charismatic ways. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, sorry. Excuse me, sir. What's Adonis like in real life? I only know him as a performer. I, I can only really say from our interactions that we had, he is uh, charming, uh, interesting, a magnetic person. 
Yes, he seems that way. Do you have any hobbies? Yes, I do. I enjoy reading. I enjoy log walks. <laughs> 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 <Pina> coladas. <laughs> I enjoy, um, what, how do you say it? Um, taxidermy? No, but oh, I Oh, you came I off like, as someone that enjoyed taxidermy. <laughs> I, I have not tried it, but I, would, I could uh, consider it uh, gardening. Oh, that's surprising. Yes. Traveling through the forest, exploring nature. I must say that I enjoy a bit of... Um, necromancy? No. Why, oh, no, you would, came off as someone s- that enjoyed necromancy. Why would... He gets a little... Like, <laughs> why, why would you say that? Oh, you know, no reason. Fortunately, as far as necromancy goes, I do not have any wizardly skills. Oh. I'm trained in martial combat, but oh. not, what, not... What's your weapon trained. of choice? The longsword. Oh. The longsword. And I look over at Lanny like, ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make an insight check. <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> He just looks and then he, he I, gets I a hold little my bit. forehead a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> it is a powerful weapon. Yes. Yeah, I'm like squinching my eyes shut. Like, it is powerful. Chadley takes out his little sword and like shows it to his actual sword, guys. To this incredible weapon for the squirrel. Yes, and Chadley's very proud of his sword. So. His actual sword, guys. I was, I was not assuming you meant anything but this sword. Now, the long sword. Oh my god. In other terms, <laughs> there are many things to be enjoyed. We're all seven years old. Paris <laughs> is having a great time. All right. Well, so that's about the extent of the conversations you have, unless there's anything else that you wanted to ask Luke. You did have a lot of time. So if you had anything else you wanted to talk to him about on any of the nights. Can you tell me a little bit about your uncle? Oh, yes, of course. Um, He... You've probably heard some stories about his wild ways. It's interesting that he is settling down, but um, he's he's a very kind man. He's raised me as his own child. I never knew my mother. He has never really had a, a long-term companion, so it is interesting that he has become so besmitten with Duchess Cosima. He is a very noble man. He can be a bit stern, but I, I see him through the eyes of basically a child, as his child. Well, he sounds like a nice person. Okay, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you can make an insight check for Luke if you would like to, Hilrana. 19. 19. Yeah, he seems almost... It's not necessarily that he's boring. It seems more as if he's both going through a language barrier and also through a bit of social awkwardness because he has lived most of his life Aww. in uh, at this manner and not really been out in most of the society. So that's, that's the information for, for him. The final day of your trip, the weather becomes much more overcast the further you travel. It begins to have a light mist. You get into more rolling hills. It's still farmland mostly in this area, but it's not quite as flat. As you get closer, the fog does begin to clear a bit, and you can see a town built on the edge of a massive forest. 
The buildings look as though they must be hundreds of years old and are painted in dull hues matching the gloomy sky. As your carriage pulls up to a gray two-story inn, a number of townsfolk turn to look at you. Their eyes scan you in unison through the carriage window, unblinking and stone-faced for a moment. Well, that's creepy. Before going back to their business. This building you can see on the sign in front of it is called the Serlin Arms. After that initial scan, people are pretty much going about their business. Looks like it's a fairly normal, it's a mid-sized town, so it, it took you a little while to go through the, the town streets, but there seems to be one central street of the town that leads into the center where the Serlin Arms is, and then further past down, you can see a large stone archway in the distance that looks like it's the only place that you really can head into the forest through. So that's what's going on with that. What are you doing as you get out of the carriage and get to the Serlin Arms? Is this, so is this like another place we're staying? This, yes. Luke will tell you, all right, we have arrived at Serlin. It is quite a, a quaint town, but... And this is still on enough. day three? This is, this is our final stop. We will stay here for the evening, and tomorrow I will have my carriage come to pick you up for the party. Excellent. I didn't want to bring guests without approval from my uncle, so I shall go home this evening and meet you tomorrow at sunset. Okay. Jeez. Hey there, it's your DM and pal Emily. Hope you're enjoying this episode. We had a blast recording it. As always, we'd love for you to give us a follow on Twitter or leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Special shout out to at soulrose underscore arch on Twitter. Thank you so much for your support and kind words. They mean so much to us. If you want a chance for a shout out in a future episode, make sure to mention at Roll for Romance on Twitter. We also have a coffee if you'd like to send a little bit of extra love our way. All the money we get there will go right back into my evil overlord plan. I mean, right back into making the podcast as great as it can be. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get back to our amorous adventures. You enter and it is, the whole bottom floor is tavern floor. There are some people drinking and having small meals. You do see immediately that some of the people look like they are townsfolk working there, but a lot of the people right now look like they are from out of town because you can tell from what they're wearing. The people that are townsfolk, they're all dressed in a way that is like slightly out of fashion. Like maybe it was more what people would wear about 50 years ago versus what you see in the more I guess metropolitan, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Locations that are a little bit more recent fashions. So there are a bunch of people that look like they're wearing fancier, more recent fashions compared to the others. Everything is really clean. It looks like the building is ancient. And so there is somewhere, but it looks like it's been maintained for the most part pretty well. Luke will go up and talk to the innkeeper and secure some rooms for you for the evening and come back and hand you a key for your room. I will see you tomorrow evening. Like I said, I will send the carriage for you a, a bit before sunset. Let's go up to our room and get established and then decide from there. So you can head up a creaky staircase to the second floor, head down all the way to the end of the hallways where your room is. It opens up. It's, it has two beds in it that are medium sized. And then there's a large window at the back of it looking over part of the town. 
Well, I think Ferris is going to take her wig off. <laughs> yeah, maybe, first time. Yeah, loosen her, of course, a little bit and flop on like one of the beds and be like, so what do you think of Luke? He seems nice. Like I, nice, nice or like nice, nice. Well, I mean, he looks very nice. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, no, I think he's a wonderful person so far. Did anyone else notice kind of the odd, synchronized way all the townsfolk just kind of turned their heads in unison to look at us? That that was was super creepy. I don't know. I just have kind of an odd feeling about this place. No, any unless they practice that ahead of time, you know, it could be one of those things where they're like, not a lot of people come here. So now uh, this is what we're going to do when they show up. We're all going to turn our heads at the same time, try to get some tourism here as like a creepy haunted town. Ooh. Oh, now that would be an interesting idea. And did y'all, when we were coming in through the tavern, I mean, I know y'all think I'm silly and shallow, but we they don't think that at all. So Ferris. terrible fashions. Who wears that garbage anymore? I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, I'm not even sure I want to leave the room, honestly, but I feel like maybe we should go down and... I think if we are going to go down, and I kind of would like to get a better sense of what's going on, but um, I think we should stay together. I definitely agree. That's a wise move. I'd like to find out what the townsfolk think of Lady Cosima. I mean, Duchess Cosima, and see if they have any bottle opener souvenirs, perhaps. Start oh, a collection for up. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, if we go back in time just a little bit, Luke did mention to you in one of your conversations, which Emily forgot, that it would be good to bring something as a present, especially if you're going to oh, ask her to give back the birthday present that he got. <laughs> yeah, her. that's a yeah. good point. He, he, he probably said that it wasn't anything. It didn't. It just something that you could bring since it is her birthday. I wish party. we would have thought of that back in town where there was nicer shops. Yeah, he didn't think about it until you were like the second day. Oopsie doopsie. So you could have picked something up at the Purple Monkey. Or we could have taken lots of souvenirs off the guy with <laughs> yep. the donkey and be like, here, here's 20 gold. Or you can get something in town. Yeah, I think we should get something in town. That's a good idea. Why don't we go shopping? It's pretty late tonight. You could probably go in the morning. Okay. You going down down to the main floor though? Yeah. Why don't we get something to eat? The in it's kind of the innkeeper slash bartender is he watches you a little bit as you head down the staircase, like his eyes tracking with you. One of the barmaid's eyes also come on you for a moment, but then go back to talking to a patron. You approach him, and he is a short, dark-skinned man with deep brown eyes and a graying beard, and he's wiping the counter absent-mindedly, and he will look up as you approach and say, Welcome to the Serlin Arms. Thank you so much for being a guest here. Can I get you anything? You guys, I think these people are all synths. Well, we were wondering if we could maybe get some supper. Of course, yeah, we can get you some supper. All right. What what do you have? Oh, you know, some stew, the daily special. We've got some breads and a cheese platter. Oh, cheese platter and bread sounds wonderful. And bring some stew as well. Of course. Cheese platter, bread, stew, any drinks? Uh, Chadley would like some ale. Yes, Ale for the squirrel, yes. A light ale, please. Light ale. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine, ale. Uh, yeah, so Excellent. I'll also have some. All right. Have a seat, and Jesse will bring you out your food when it's ready. Thank you, sir. Uh, can I do, like, a 
perception check or something, just kind of check out the space. Yeah, yeah, you can um, make I'll a do perception the same check. Thing. Scan look the room. Around, look around. Twenty-one. <gasps> a ten. What? <laughs> uh, fifteen. I think the ten. You're still. There's just something slightly weird about the people that are that you can see are from the town. The woman who he said was the barmaid she's a younger woman she has similar coloring to him probably his daughter and she is currently helping a i think that this is for both hilrana and for ferris she's helping a short somewhat hairy man with like has big forearms that are pretty bulky covered with a dick a dick covered by thick dark hair very <laughs> thick dark hair and beard but, and little tiny wrinkles around his eyes like maybe he's he 100% has a penis tattoo and though. he has a penis tattoo but it's not on his arms okay he's more Boy, subtle about it. it oh my gosh it's on just his penis <laughs> it's just his penis he just had like some shading you just and see uh-huh. the very tip line art <laughs> no why would he put the, the tattoo of the dick on his very hairy arms you wouldn't be able to see it guys but that's why you know it's, it's like a secret dick. he's managing expectations you need to it's like you don't notice know it this it's a penis better. until you really look at it and you're like oh that's a penis huh you need to get to know this man better you can sense that he has a penis tattoo on him you just oh. know intrinsically but you don't know where I, I, I look at him, I, I look at Ferris and I'm like give it the like do you, he has it's like a penis tattoo. Did you get that sense? Um, I definitely got at, that. Part. I yeah. feel like we need to know more about it. I definitely feel like we need to know more. Um, at Ferris, I would say with this interaction, you can tell that he seems like he's trying to flirt a little bit with the younger woman. Jesse was the what bartender said was her name. She is just kind of smiling and nodding, and he tries a little bit for a moment, and you see him kind of start to stop because he's getting like nothing no reaction either way as far as like if she even recognizes that he's trying to be a little bit flirty and so he's just like okay yeah and he will go back to his stew lanny however spots not this more obvious penis tattooed man but with the strong penis tattoo vibes Um, but instead, tattoo vibes. Instead, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Listeners, tweet at us. <laughs> you know what we mean, right? You see someone familiar across the room in one of the back corners, sitting by herself. A woman in very in an elegant white gown, a hooded white cloak, sitting in the shadows, having one of the cheese platter. It is. Lady Shannon It. <gasps> Shannon It. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Oh, um, I remember her. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Although I don't know, you spent a lot of time looking at her face. That's true. Yes. She uh, does not have as low cut of a gown. She's much more modestly dressed. All right. Hey, girl. <laughs> do you do that? Can you say anything to her? Um, I'm going to have to get myself together before okay, I do so- that. You just clock that. that okay. That's going on. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you would like to do as you wait for your food to arrive? Do you get a table? Do you go interact with anyone? Yeah, I'll probably want to talk to the <laughs> Mr. Venus. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Ferris will walk over to his table and ask if he minds if she sits for a moment. He takes his gaze away from the serving woman and looks at you and kind of takes just like a double take 
and make a persuasion check just for, for me, just to make sure it's not bad. Oh, natural one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. He does a double take and you think for a moment, you're positive that he is like, oh, holy shit, this woman is incredible. Um, anyone else observing would notice that he looks not into it at all. <laughs> like it's a, a bad double take. Um, I mean, it, it looks like there's a bunch of other tables, but I guess, sure, if you want to. <laughs> oh, boy, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I, I'm not trying to be rude. Yes, please, come sit down with me. All right. <laughs> well, uh, she was going to ask him if he felt anything weird was going on, but now she feels weird, so she'll be like, that's okay, I'll just go sit with my friends. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, by the way, do you have a penis tattoo on your arm? Just curious. Bye. <laughs> make a, no, make, make it. Make it. Check. You said it. You said it. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit better. You said persuasion. Uh, that's a seventeen. He gives you another look. You seem like a woman who knows her way around <laughs> a penis tattoo. <laughs> well, it's not my first time seeing one. <laughs> Hey, come, I'm so sorry. I was incredibly rude. I've been on the road all day, and there, something must have been blurring my vision. It, would you like to sit down with me? Sure. Um, Karen. Oh, Karen! <laughs> Karen. It's your name's Karen. You can't take it back. My name is Karen, and I was wondering, do you know the manager? <laughs> oh, that's no wonder I wasn't into this. She's had a lot of ale. We'll say Karen. Yeah, we'll just go with Karen because that's what the first thing that came out of my mouth. Nice to meet you, Karen. Um, He reaches out and he shakes her hand and he will say, my name's Pascal. Okay, Pascal, we are new in town. I'm actually here um, as a lady waiting for um, Mistress Helana. We're here for a party. That's going to be, are you from this area or do you know no, much no, about No, no, I'm it? here for the same, the, the Duchess's party, yes. birthday party. Yeah, yeah, I was invited by the Baron. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty town, isn't it? People well, that's what I wanted weird. to talk to you about. I f- you know, when we got here, oh, not that she, I was going to say it was like children of the corn, but oh, no. <laughs> children of the corn is yeah. no novel here. Yeah. It was really strange when we got here because it seemed as though the townspeople were emotionless. There wasn't even curiosity in their eyes. They were just, I sort of felt, I'm going to be honest, felt a little bit like fresh meat and not in a good way oh really huh how did you are you having any strange experience i mean people do stare but i'm i'm a good looking guy you are but also it was yeah i think that maybe it's just a cultural difference because some people have been fairly warm that i've interacted with i got here earlier this afternoon they do like to stare a lot it's weird all right well as long as you you don't feel threatened. Maybe I'm just being hypervigilant. I did have a moment in one of the shops where I was like trying to jokingly haggle and they just kind of blankly stared at me. And I again, I it could just be a cultural difference is what I'm chalking it up to. Alright, well, I guess, would you like to could, should I invite my friends to join or would you rather eat by yourself? I would love to talk to someone who seems relatively normal. Oh, well, it was wonderful speaking to you then. <laughs> 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 he loves really love. He says, come on, get your friends. Okay. 
<laughs> and I'll, I'll wave uh, Hilrana and Lanny over if they want to. They could be happy having their own conversation, but Hilrana will come over. Yeah, he he will stand up when you guys come over and shake both of your hands. A pleasure to meet you. I met your friend Karen over here, and I'm Pascal. Oh, hello, Karen. <laughs> she said she was your one of your ladies. Oh uh, yes, she is. I've known Karen a very long time. Paris <laughs> <Ferris> will wink. <laughs> so are you here for the party as well? I am, yeah. I'm in town for the party. I was invited by the Baron. I haven't met the Duchess. Have you? Do you know anything about her? Oh, yes. Well, I, we have met her before. Oh, she's, wow. She's a nice lady. So are you from Mirador then? Yes. I have to say, when I found out that she had gotten engaged to the Baron. It was a bit of a surprise because when we met her, she seemed very... I don't want to be unkind, but um, a, a little bit uptight to be honest. Very oh, traditional. What? Very, very traditional. Okay, this is the first time I'm hearing that. That's that's fascinating because everything I know about the, that old, the old Baron, he is... A wild one. Yeah, I've met him through some parties over the years. We've we've kind of been in the same social circle. He seems like he likes to be a bit wild. Yeah, I don't, that's, I don't that's know his personal life that much, but yeah, that's really weird. Oh, I... well, you know, love blossoms in strange places, and maybe they bring out the best in each other. Hmm. Do any of you guys have any tattoos? No, do you? Yeah, I mean, we, we did talk about this. Yeah, well, I do. I, I have, have a, a number of them. Do you mind rolling up your shirt sleeves just a little bit? He, he will. He'll roll up his shirt sleeves. No dick tattoo on his on his arms. Um, you do see a tattoo of a tarot card. Um, it looks like it is on one arm. It is the sun, and the other one is the moon. Ooh. Oh my goodness! I know um, a lady who does tarot. I wow. love your tattoos. Thank you so much. Is that like? All right, it's me. (laughs) I will definitely not presume to ask for a reading, but that's wonderful. It's always wonderful to meet another person interested in such arts. Well, so you you did investigate the shops in town a little bit earlier today. Oh, we are needing something very, very nice as a gift for the Duchess. Um, hmm. Honestly, there was like a like a wood carver toy type situation. I don't know if she'd be into that. There was somebody that was selling candles. There's like a general convenience type store with various sundries. Uh, there was a blacksmith. Would it be possible if we bought a candle and can Hilrana use her dream magic to like bless the candle with when you burn it, you have good dreams? Nothing that like what is like a powerful thing that like can alter anything, but it's just like a. I think that you could definitely try to infuse some of your druidic dream magic into the candle. I don't know if it will be successful or not. It'll be okay. pretty high difficulty to do it, but you could still say that that's what it does. That was going to be my thought too. That we would have to have, well, not have to, but I was hoping that Helrana would use her nature magic nature to. Magic create something for Casima because it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to buy borrow or steal something yes. awesome now that is the plan then okay are you doing anything else this evening before we head we fast forward in time to we're just going to hand wave past buying the candle we'll do a roll for well, that but is there anything you okay. want to do tonight well so to imbue the candle with magic 
Hilrana, Hilrana's been away from like more forested regions for a while. So she really wants to go out. And since she can't be alone, uh, I guess you guys can go with me. Sure. So Hilrana takes the candle and she gets into like a clearing that's like bathed in moonlight. And whenever Hilrana removes her shoes, she roots into the ground. So she kind of roots into the ground holding this candle like bathing in the moonlight okay are you staying like just kind of in the outskirts of the town yeah i'm not gonna go too deep into the woods okay so you're not going to the forest I was just well Hilrana would want to but since she's she doesn't want like she's pretty comfortable in the woods but it, she doesn't think it's a good idea to drag them into the woods okay so, so you're going into like the fields nearby yeah the town. cool excellent yeah you can definitely do that make a nature check for me 15 you tap into some of the energy of your dreams. You try to gather up some of the moonlight. You root yourself in the earth. And you can feel some of the energy from the moon coming down. But you don't get the sense that you've really imbued this candle with anything particularly useful. It, you have been able to grow some beautiful like moon-blooming flowers around it. And they kind of sprout up your body a little bit. But you don't get the sense that the candle has any particularly dream-imbued magic with that experience. Well, this is the best we're going to get, I suppose. Well, if the party was any indication, she liked flowers and she likes music. Maybe the flowers would be a good touch. Yes, it'll have to be. Do you have a, a maybe a song and a, and a candle and some flowers? A that song you and a candle. Her? We're going to fast forward through time because the town is incredibly boring. Um, you don't see Lady Shannonette after you saw her that night. Yeah. Oh, does Lady tell chance. us I saw Lady Shannonette? Yes. But right now I'm pretending to be someone else. Yeah. So yeah. going up and talking to her would be a little odd. Yeah. Your buddy Pascal will try to like be like, hey, you, wanna, you know, look at my penis tattoo. Nice. Paris does want to look at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they head off to Pascal's room. Can uh, Hilrana do like an insight check to make sure that's safe? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, she got a critical fail. 20 is <laughs> 21. <laughs> I think with the nat one, you, you're you not, a, I think it's more with the insight, you're still like not 100% sure if he's into you because of the weird interaction that you yeah. had at first. You don't get any intent that he's going to do anything that would harm Ferris. Okay. Well, Ferris's intention is just to, you know, laugh and, you know, she doesn't have any tattoos, but yeah. she'll make a whole thing of, oh, show me your next one. Oh, show me your next one. Yeah. Okay. You so he progressively gets more and more chest. undressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, hmm, let's roll. Look at where the penis would be. Um, well, <laughs> roll for penis location. <laughs> Okay. Consult um, your table. Consult <laughs> your table. I'm going to say that if it's a, like a one through five, it's a tramp stamp. Oh. <laughs> if, it's, if it's like a six through ten, it's a uh, like a like a one is calf. Uh, we're just going to, I'll do D4. One is the tramp stamp. Two is the calf. Three is on his stomach. Four is on his butt. All right. Right between the cheeks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what I'm rooting for. But, but, but. One, it's Damn. a tramp stamp. Oh, is it like really good. pointing down towards the butt crack? It's a cross. It a, yeah, it's, it's a, a cross. cross. Yeah. It's a cross with like the 
there's a a bit of like a flourish around it from that comes out from the tip, like a and, tribal style. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's like this beautiful, almost leafy type of. Uh, like almost like jewels or whatever coming out of the tip of it. And, and if that happens, you should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Tina starts sprouting jewels. Um, yes. Vines. So that is. His, Hilana might be into that. His penis. And so he is, he has removed most, he has still his pants on, but he's had to remove most of the clothing to show you all of his tattoos. He's rolled his pant legs up to show you more tattoos on his legs. Does anything else happen besides the tattoo sharing? Do you share any tattoos? The way I see this going is that they probably had a little bit to drink. Yeah. They're very giggly. Yeah. They're maybe if he's showing her his tattoos, she may show him something he might find interesting okay. to look Amazing. at. But then I think it would go to, okay, do you want me to do a fortune for you? You said you wouldn't ask, but I feel like we're buds now. Yes. He and you're pretty 100 percent take you up on that fortune reading. Yeah. So she you would guys do can a do for that, And maybe yeah. they can, you know have some more drinks and a few yeah. more laughs okay yeah. sounds great perfect next day we're gonna fast forward so it is the evening a carriage has arrived it's pulled up to the front of the serlin arms and a coachman and a footman will come out and help you into the carriage and you guys can go off are you still wearing your normal servant outfits i think we'd have on fancy dress servant outfits yeah, okay. yeah. amazing not quite as nice as Sorana's get oh, up, definitely but not. um my gown was made from spiderweb silk. The sun is beginning to set, and the main road from the center of town leads to a vine and moss-covered stone arch, the only apparent space where the dense tree line opens to allow passage. Passing through and into the woods, the light of the setting sun is blotted out almost instantly by the tangled forest canopy. A dark dirt road extends deeper and deeper into the woods, twisting and turning to accommodate ancient, gnarled, green-gray trees and thick foliage in strange blacks, greens, and grays. You hear the sound of a wolf howling surprisingly close to your carriage, and the driver urges the horses to speed up. You continue for a while, and more howls join in as the carriage hurries deeper yet into the heart of the Serlin woods. What do you do with all those... Howls? Howls. Hilrana feels very nostalgic for home. I'm going to ask Hilrana if this is normal. It's normal for wolves. Paris is nervous. This forest is nothing like Hilrana's forest. Just, you don't even have to make a roll for that. It's, these trees look incredibly old. It's very off-putting aura in here. There's almost like a, a, a greenish glow to the air because you're not really getting any of the sunlight coming in is just like whatever bare minimum comes in from the setting sun through the really dense canopy above you. But yeah, do you do anything to try to fend off the potentially approaching wolves or you just hope for the best? I mean, I get my club readied. So we're inside a carriage. You're in a carriage. You hear the wolves. You hear the, the carriage driver be like, yeah, to the horses and mm. try. They start to go much faster, but you can, can hear we the look out the window wolves. and see if we see anything. Yeah, make a perception check. A six, twelve, and just a nine. Hillrunner, you do spot further back as you're as you're going quickly, running alongside the carriage, but a little bit behind in the the forest tree line as a trio of wolves. Other than that, you can't really make out any details about them, but they look as if they are definitely chasing your carriage. The carriage is pulling through various tight corners. It rocks back and forth. It's moving a lot faster than probably is intended for being on such a narrow dirt path that winds around. But the wolves are keeping pace and seeming to gain on you. Ferris is watching those wolves. Yeah, I think I would just kind of watch the wolves and 
Hope we outrun them. Yeah. I have no idea what to do. I don't really have any powers that are like Against wolves. banishing no wolf. wolf. <laughs> Banish wolf. I mean, I could like talk to them, but. Yo, what do you want? <laughs> I'm gonna cast talk to animals. Hey, wolves. What's up? What you want? I want food. Oh, you mean me, don't you? Any food. Do we have any food, you guys? As you can see them, they're right almost alongside the carriage now. They've come onto the road. They are snapping a little bit towards it. These are not normal wolves because normal wolves are super cool and let's stop the wolf hate. Yeah. yeah. Wolves are, yeah, wolves are chill wolf as hell. Now. These are, they have a greenish tint to their eyes. It looks like they have vines wrapped up a little bit into their fur and kind of looks to you, Hilrana, like maybe it's sprouting out of them. Oh, so it's some sort of, uh, like, infestation. Okay, it looks like these wolves, they're not themselves. And we think we may have to fight them. Oh no, what's the matter with them? It looks like <laughs> some sort of... You say the wolves are snapping at the <laughs> uh, carriage. Yeah. And, and you're almost falling out of <laughs> your seats. Obviously, they're, like, uh, trying to eat the carriage. They say they want to eat us. They need some food. Uh, it looks like there's some sort of parasitic quality to what's happening. As you have this calm yeah, conversation, you get your stuff out, you prepare for combat, and um, you pass, your carriage passes underneath another large stone archway, and the wolves look almost as if they hit like a, a, an invisible wall, and the carriage continues to speed forward as the wolves snarl and howl behind you. Hilrana flips off the wolves <laughs> out the carriage you. window. <laughs> 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 but she is going to make a note of, like, it is upsetting to Hilrana to see that there's some sort of parasitic-seeming infestation in the wolves, and seeing anything like that happen in the forest unnerves her. I'm going to lie down. Okay, you lie down. In a fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my favorite. You notice after you've passed through this arches and the sound of the wolves' lessons in the distance that... There before was a pretty thick earthen scent of the forest, but it lessens a little bit and you begin to smell roses in the air. The carriage finally arrives at a massive stone manor surrounded by a 10 foot tall hedge covered in dark red and black roses. You can see coming down from the large front steps of the manor, Luke Bloodworth dressed in an exquisite golden brocade doublet that matches his flowing blonde hair. He smiles and opens the door of the carriage for you offering a hand. Hmm. Hilrana is kind of dumbstruck by how beautiful he looks and she just stares at him for a moment not realizing she should offer his, her hand his hand is out he holds it out patiently and, and he, he does a little bit of a laugh and then she, that she snaps out of it and is like oh Thank you. And I, I think actually he will he will actually just take your hand for a moment and like gently give like a small caress to the back of your hand oh, to guide you to out of the <laughs> carriage. Um, and he will help you down and then he will be very polite and help down the others, not in quite as sexy of a way. When he takes her hand, Hilfrana takes a glance at Chadley just to see what his reaction is given his last few reactions. Oh, goodness. Chadley has somewhat of a blank, almost distant look on his face. It's other than that, you can make a insight check for Chadley. Fifteen. Yeah, it looks like he's pointedly trying to not pay attention. Okay. 
as you get out of the carriage, a pair of servants, they're actually twins. They both have on these very drab, but well-made gray servant uniforms. They have long black hair that has premature streaks of gray in it. And they come up to Ferris and Lanover and offer to help you. Hello, we will, we will help you out with this if you would like. Oh, thank you. That would be wonderful. Yes, thank you. You must have had a long journey through the forest. We would be happy to get you some refreshment and we can show you around the manor. That would be lovely. Thank you. You head off with these two. They will introduce themselves. I'm Esme. And the other one says, I'm Franck. Welcome to the manor. Nice to meet you. I'm Laria. Laria. I'm Karen. What an unusual name, Karen. Yes, it's an old family name. I have not met many tieflings before. Oh, and they, they both stare at you. Well, it is for a creepy moment. It's lovely to meet you two. Yes, it is a pleasure. Frank does not speak very much. He will nod in ascension and, and kind of just do whatever Esme does. Um, so they will lead you inside. Meanwhile, we will pick that up in a bit. But you are here with Luke and he will lead you up if he will offer his arm for you, Hilrana. And he will say, you, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you, Lord Bloodworth. Th that dress, whatever is it made of? It's made of spider silk. Incredible. Yes, it's something I brought with me from home. It is magnificent. Thank you. Hilrana's feeling like a little bit sort of smitten Ooh. with Lord Bloodworth at the moment. He will lead you up the large staircase through a pair of intricately carved wooden double doors, revealing the manor's entry hall. To your left, there's a wide staircase that curves along one wall to a balcony overlooking the entrance, and you can see a few elegant partygoers surveying you from above. Not in the way that uh, the townsfolk have stared at you, though. In a normal way. <laughs> a normal appraising way. The stone walls are covered in intricate tapestries, and the windows are framed by thick velvet curtains, and servants will come up to both of you almost immediately and offer you some drinks. And Luke will lead you from this entryway through a door behind there into a parlor where there are many other party guests sitting, conversing, laughing, and having these little flutes of, of a fancy beverage. Would you, would you like a seat or what would you like to do? We are, dinner will not be served for a while, but... I can. Is there anyone here you could introduce me to that I haven't met? Oh, of course. I. Why don't I see if my uncle is available? Oh, fantastic. So he will lead you over to a tall, handsome, middle-aged human man with silver hair and a salt and pepper goatee. He's wearing bla a black doublet and pants that have intricate green vines embroidered into them. And he he looks over and he says, "Ah, oh, what's my voice? It's like Luke's, except even more dumb." Okay, you can do this. <laughs> you can do it. Do it, Luke. You have brought your beautiful companion. It is a pleasure to meet you. My name is Baron Bloodworth. Oh, Baron, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, Lord Bloodworth, I can see where you get your good looks. Luke laughs a little bit and the Baron is like, Yes, I've always said that he took after me. There is quite a family resemblance. You are so kind. I am very past my prime, but it is a wonder to meet such a lovely, lovely person. Luke has told me so much about you. Oh, good things, I hope. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. He said you were a delightful traveling The companion. bad things are much more interesting, though. Oh, I like, I like her looks. I like her looks. Yes, I, I told you. She's very, uh, a charming companion. Anyway, where, where is... Where... Were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was just, I was thinking about the fact that, uh, uh my beautiful, beautiful, beloved Duchess Cosima... She should be down in a moment, and once she is done and making her grand entrance, we will have dinner. But for now, please enjoy these drinks and the wonderful company. Baron Bloodworth, I actually have a problem that I wanted to speak with you about. A problem? Oh, no! Yes, I'm... (laughs) He will clutch onto your hands very dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) I put my other hand over his and look distraught. You see... Have you heard of my father, Greg the Gregarious? I have. <laughs> he is your father? He is my father. Wonderful. Well, you see, he's in a bit of a scrape right now. Oh, that, that does sound like Greg. Yes, it does. And he has landed himself in jail once again. Again, yes. Again, yes. And you see... There was a ruby he was supposed to shape into some jewelry for a client, and he seems to have lost that ruby, and I hear it is in your possession now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, gra- he grabs your hands a little bit tighter. My deepest apologies, but uh, as my beloved nephew Luke has already sent this to my beloved Cosima, and... Well, she fell in love with it immediately, and she was planning on wearing it this evening. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure it's lovely. Oh, well, whatever am I to do now? You see, it was a family heirloom. It's priceless and irreplaceable. And I'm afraid my father's not going to get out of jail without it. I am quite positive that my beloved Cosima will be happy to aid you once she hears I hope so obviously I wouldn't want to take such a wonderful gift from her so I'm hoping I'm hoping she can help me or I can offer her something to replace it that is sounds very fair to me I am sure that she will enjoy it and congratulations on your marriage with Lady Cosima oh we, we are not married oh you're yet. not married yet but how did you hear about our engagement well I just I've only heard how smitten with each other you are and I've met Lady Cosima and she's such a charming woman and I'm so happy you found each other so I thought it was only a matter of time you know I I thought myself to be a bachelor a man of sowing my wild oats, so to speak. When the moment I saw Cosima at the wedding reception, my heart, it stopped beating. Oh, no. And <laughs> I saw her. Are you okay? And I just... There was something between us. We were drawn together like magnets. Oh, this sounds awful. It felt so strange. <laughs> so strange. But so powerful. We have not been out of each other's arms barely but a moment since then. Oh, how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> I said barely but a moment. Oh. We, we do take some breaks. <laughs> well, to me, all of that sounds quite awful. But it seems that you are both very happy. We are. Speaking of which, I think I hear the chime. And you hear a little... 
the bell rings and everybody heads back out into the foyer and they're all packed down there waiting and you see coming across the upper balcony. The timid older Air Genasi is barely recognizable as she descends the stairs dramatically. Her white hair is perfectly waved, falling over one eye. Her slender form is wrapped in a skin-tight lace gown that barely covers the light blue skin beneath. But most notable is the enormous ruby pendant hanging from her neck. The crowd gasps and applauds, and the Baron gives her a passionate kiss before turning to the crowd. Now that my beloved Cosima is here, let's eat. And everybody applauds again, and they clink glasses, and then they start to head back through the parlor towards where the dining room is. I'm going to make a roll to see what happens next. Nice. That's how the we... wolves burst through the window. <laughs> <laughs> the <Bulls laughs> bitches. Okay. They um, flip me off. Okay. <laughs> so, as after she's descended the stairs, done this dramatic over-the-top kiss with uh, the Baron, and he starts to move away, and she pulls him back in and kisses oh. him again, and they're like making out for yeah, way too long. <laughs> she comes up for air. She can fixes her hair a little bit, and then her eyes immediately land on you, Hilrana, and she pulls away from the Baron and pushes through the crowd of people over to you, and she says, Luke, what is this disgusting liar doing here? I, we, I didn't know we were going to go to the roadhouse. And, uh, <laughs> but it's amazing. I'm glad we went there. Um, we definitely go in there on the way the back. The roadhouse is incredible and should be a recurring place to go to. A chain. <laughs> it's a chain, yes. <laughs> well, maybe they could get one in Cloudy. I'll be like, oh, did you hear? They're getting a roadhouse in Cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> Greg buys into the franchise. Yes. Oh my god. 